You are now listening to the Hot Take Podcast. Here are your hosts, Stephen Taroni and Josh Daddy. Time to make it hot. Welcome in. This is the Hot Take Podcast, sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. Download the Thrive Fantasy app or visit thrivefantasy.com. Use promo code HOT TAKE. Get 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Sign up and prop up today. Uh, we will go ahead and talk about some of our favorite Thrive picks, as we always do here in this week six. And I say we. Because I am joined by none other than the OG himself, Mr. Stephen Taroni. What's up? Josh, great to see you. Uh, great to be back for another episode. Um, I feel like it's been a couple weeks here. Um, you were holding it down. You guys were holding it down uh, for a little while. So I'm back. We're ready to, like, you know the Dave Chappelle gif where he's he's got the money from the show and he's like, he, he just he's really close to that money, like because oh, he was he was with Oprah, and you don't want to lose that. That's what you guys are listening to us. Like we're your Oprah right now. We're making you money, and I'm just really excited. I mean, yes. almost 10k, almost 10k in five weeks, guys. Come on, I, I'm excited. That's true. That's true. A lot of the heavy lifting, though, done by none other than Dr. Dan Berman. Welcome in. Hey, how you guys doing? It's been quite a quite a couple weeks here especially with uh, Thrive and uh, hitting some uh, big wins there. Um, so yeah, excited for I, that. Hopefully that uh, streak keeps on coming. I, this guy's so modest. Yeah, PA, people love the wins. People love the wins. We're getting Berm on the hashtag screenshot life. And, uh, you know, just basically Berm's over there like Scrooge McDuck swimming in the gold doubloons. Um, <laughs> but this this is his life now. So we just have to deal with it. Um, uh, coming on this week in week six, we have a very special guest for you guys. Um, you may know him from footballguys.com where he does some work. He's also co-host of club fantasy. Um, someone, we actually brought someone on whose mustache looks better than mine. If you can believe that. Um, I mean, it's this, this bad boy is just dripping with moxie and fantasy wisdom. Um, one of the locals that we actually met at the fantasy football expo, uh, it's none other than Ryan Weiss. Welcome to the show, sir. Hello, gentlemen. How is everybody tonight? Great. Can't complain. I appreciate, I appreciate the mustache love. It's truly what I live for at this point. So, uh, Well, it's a damn good one, sir. So uh, we appreciate you holding it down. And, do. uh, you know, I believe I believe your uh, your neck of the woods in Ohio is where the, th- the three of us hot take posse are going to be. Spending our spending our time next August uh, when the expo rolls. Well, around. I'll be there, but I actually moved away. I'm in upstate New York. That last time oh. in Ohio was my last day in Ohio. I actually moved the next day. My wife got a killer job offer, and uh, uh, she's my sugar mama. So where she is, I follow. <laughs> there you go. She, much like Dr. Dan is funding this show, she is funding my entire life. So. <laughs> That's the way to go. That's the way to go. I You're living the dream. Right. I agree. There's exactly. an upside there. So you have an actual Oprah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It was so funny when you're making that joke. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, that's like me. Every time I look at my bank app, like, oh. <laughs> love you wife. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's fantastic. That's uh, that's one of the reasons um, 
we were out, or I would say I was out last week, was I was actually on uh, anniversary trip with my missus, and, um, you know, we're back at it this week. So feeling refreshed, and boy, I'm telling you guys, week six, our first week of the bye weeks, and I don't think I've ever had, I might have said this uh, on the internets somewhere, but I don't think I remember a week of just player uncertainty. Oh, it's you know, chaos. It whether it's, yeah, I mean, it's bye weeks. COVID. I mean, those those who spent money on P. Ryan and Dame Williams uh, absolutely took it in the rear this week because they can't use either of them. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's just absolutely brutal. Uh, aside from the injuries, like we didn't even talk about injuries. So we're going to go through a little this or that. And we brought on Ryan to kind of help us out here. And we're going to just get like a little consensus between uh, a couple couple start sick questions maybe if you will uh a couple players at uh every position that matters in fantasy and we're gonna go ahead and kind of kick this off here real quick and uh, we'll try to be brief so we can get to our thrive stuff later on but fellas we're gonna start with the wide receiver position here for our first uh either or, or this or that what it would have you and professor i'll throw it to you to start off here uh looking at Nicole hardman Versus Amon Ra St. Brown, a.k.a. the God of the Sun. Yeah, and then while we're talking about this, like, Ryan, I know that you specialize in DFS. Berm, you're, you know, you take down showdown. So we can also talk about the the DraftKings or, you know, DFS uh, along with the season long. But um, I just want to say with this 17-game season, we're going to see more and more weeks like this. Uh, not just because the players are injured, but teams are, like, we've talked about this. We talked about Nick Chubb being a guy specifically who they would sit if, you know, you know, anything was, you know, he might be able to play, but they're not going to risk it. So this is kind of a situation like that. Um, so you're probably going to have to start some of these guys we're going to talk about, like Nicole Hardman or Amon Ross St. Brown. And um, I actually just wrote about Amon Ross St. Brown today. Um, I mean, back to back weeks with eight targets. He's on the field for at least 69 percent of snaps two weeks nice. in a row. Um, yeah. And so you want to flash in the pan with me, Cole. Do you want to chase the Chiefs uh, Washington game? I don't blame you uh, for me and this situation. If you're in a spot start situation, mostly it's probably going to be a Monroe St. Brown and he still gives you upside. I mean, he's gotten back to back weeks of 13 fantasy points, but I'm thinking that he still gives you that upside. So it's, it's St. Brown for me. Berm, who do you like between Nicole Hardman and a Monroe St. Brown? I got to agree. I like Amon in this case. Like Steve said, eight targets over the past two games. He hasn't required touchdowns to put up respectable fantasy points. The argument to make for Hardman is that I'd say his upside is higher if you think that last week is going to be more of the norm, which I don't think it's going to be quite like that. I think as long as Hill is not getting shut down, as long as he's a part, you know, uh, the main part of the offense then Hardman's just opportunities are going to be limited. So I like Amon over Hardman in this case. Ryan, what say you? Yeah, I would definitely agree with Amon Ra. Definitely has the safer floor. I would mildly disagree on the upside piece of it. I think McCole Hardman probably has the upside just because of how bad the Washington defense is. Um, if TJ Hawkinson were fully healthy and I thought that the Bengals would need to focus on him, I would like Amon Ra way better. But with Hawkinson banged up, possibly not playing i think he will but possibly not amon ra is a guy that if cincinnati even if as bad as cincinnati's defenses if they focus on him they're going to stop him so i i would take hardman and what i would look at as a better upside 
Yeah, and from a tortured Lions fan, you know, Monroe St. Brown had a great camp and then through, you know, just the attrition here at the position, I mean, he's just increasing his reps and, you know, every every week he's kind of ramping up. But, yeah, I completely agree with you guys. In a PPR, I'm definitely leaning to Monroe St. Brown. If uh, if you're in, like, a standard league, I think there's probably much more touchdown potential for Nicole Hardman because, the, again, we touched on football teams – just dis- super disappointing defense. I don't think there has been a more disappointing unit in the league this year. Um, moving on to tight ends. Uh, guy that's speaking of disappointing guy that's kind of disappointing last week with a couple key players out uh, speaking about Judy and Albert, uh, Albert. Oh, Noah Fant, uh, kind of a no show last week. Uh, no, you guys leaning Noah Fant or more towards Tyler Higby and Ryan, I'll throw it to you first since you're the guest. Yeah, I just had to verify my rankings because they were super close. By the way, great pick on the previous two wide receivers. I have them ranked as 17th and 18th for the week. (laughs) That is definitely a decision. I'm way higher on Fant this week. I think the volume starts to shift back his way. I think he reels in more of the catches and touchdowns. Fant is actually my tight end, too, this week. So give me me Noah Fant. Tight end, too? Yep. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, I I just – I don't know that Baltimore is going to be able to stop the tight end. They haven't done a great job with it yet this season. So it's true. <laughs> uh, they're, they're playing the Raiders, aren't they? Oh, Raiders. My ball. Yeah. Yep. Get yeah. my weeks confused. Yep. No worries, but you're right. You're right still. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, still accurate. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'll, you know, for the same reasons, I'll go Fant here. Um, you know, three games this year, he's had at least six targets. And in those games, he's had at least 15 fancy points, uh, PPR points. Um, so as long as he gets a, l- the, a little bit more uh, volume, he's on the field for 90% of snaps now. Josh, you mentioned it. Alberto was out. He's the only viable pass catcher. So I like the matchup. So I'll, I'll go Fant. Yeah, give me Fant between these two um, slightly. Uh, the main reason I th- I, I'm leaning towards Fant is that this game is l- less likely to be a blowout. I feel like um, Rams, there's a, really, there's a real chance they just – Demolish the yeah. Giants. Um, Could be a huge Anderson <laughs> game. True, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and, and if you look at the five games the both of these guys have had so far, you're really just trying to dodge those landmines because they have had some awful floors. They've had um, both of them are guilty of having three or less targets, a couple of games apiece, uh, with equally disappointing yardage output. Yeah. Um, so I I'd lean towards them. Yeah, this is this is life, and uh, when you're wading through the tight end muck, you know. Yeah, but it's all uh, the muck out there. Yeah, you know, the, <laughs> so the, bad. I, I'm gonna have to uh, side up with all you guys as well. Initially, when I saw these, I was kind of thinking Higby, but the the target distribution and just the the target competition. I mean, you still have a, a trio of you know wide receivers in LA to deal with, whereas Fance basically just has you know Sutton as his own. I guess who has a better chance of scoring two touchdowns though? I guess that would be Higby, right? Yeah, I mean well, Higby scores Higby. zero or three, so I don't. Yeah, know if right. Yeah. <laughs> if they play or the you Eagles, can score three, uh, or you can score sixteen. I don't know. I mean Tyler Higby, <laughs> right? If they're playing the Eagles, I'll, I'll count Higby in for multi touchdowns. Um, so. Moving on to the running back position, um, just an absolute quagmire. Uh, Latavius Murray or James Conner? And Berm, I'll throw it to you first. Um, funny because a friend of mine and I were texting about these two backs specifically in a league just to, just this morning. So uh, wh- where are you leaning this week, Berm, as far as James Conner versus Latavius Murray? So ideally, I would avoid both of them, but choosing <laughs> one over the other, I would lean towards James Conner. 
just because if there's if either one of them is more likely to just fall into the end zone twice, it's going to be James Conner. They've gotten the ball to him at the at the goal line a couple times this year so far, and Latavius Murray just I mean it's, he's getting that one third share in that backfield, so it's just hard to trust. Yeah, it's kind of tricky. The uh, Ravens are doing like musical chairs in that backfield there, so it's been a been a little tricky. Professor, what say you? It's tough, and you know it does kind of come down to who's going to fall into the end zone. But I mean, you know, with all these running back injuries, you probably have to start one of these guys this week. Um, if you want to just keep going after you know the touchdowns, go with Connor. I mean, it's a good offense. Obviously, you're you're with Kyler Murray, um, and you know you're they're going to move the ball well. But who's been really doing that the past couple weeks? Who's been the more explosive offense? It's actually been the Ravens. And if we're talking about against this Chargers, you know, defense, we thought last week, or I thought last week, I do a top 15 defensive rankings, which I've talked about in here, guillotineleads.com. The Chargers and Browns were definitely up there for me. That did not happen. I mean, they both I'm so glad you brought that 30 up. points. Um, so what's going to happen this week? We just saw the Ravens, you know, explode in the second half. We have the Chargers with Herbert. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity here. So I kind of, I would actually take Latavius and you just kind of pinch your nose and you go for it. And it's yeah. going to feel, it's not going to feel good. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. The, uh, the matchup last week, cause I'm going to hit on that when we get in our thrive segment a little bit later, but uh, the way I'm leaning, I'm leaning Connor on this because he is basically the goal line back. Like Burm mentioned, he's also the guy that they have in there in the two minute offense. Um, so for me, I don't know. I think he has just a little bit more, uh, predictability uh, as far as like fantasy points and i mean if you're desperate again desperate times call for for desperate measures ryan what about you between latavius and james connor i won't say i'm making this exact decision but i am making the choice to start james connor in quite a few leagues this week just because of bye weeks and injuries as you brought up right. um i would lean count connor for the plain and simple fact is no matter how baltimore slices their pie or who they decide to make active it's going to be split between three backs they get everybody involved whereas arizona it's two backs. I want to say they play a similar role, but Murray in certain weeks can get more involved in the passing game, and they're just not doing that with Connor right now. <laughs> right. But I'm going to go with the touchdown upside and lead James Connor as well. Yeah, that makes sense. And moving on to the signal callers, last but not least, uh, I thought this was a really, good, really, really good uh, either or. And we're talking about Sam Darnold versus Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins is a guy that I was had on my fantasy radar just to kind of set this up. Uh, as a guy that if I'm drafting a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence or somebody like that in a super flex or uh, even just a super deep league where you're only starting one quarterback, um, you know, Cousins is a guy I had on my radar because of the early season schedule that he had and these first six, seven weeks, um, you know, definitely appealing. But with these matchups, uh, I'm not sure which way you guys are leaning. Professor, I'll throw it to you first. Sam Darnold versus Kirk Cousins. It's really tough. So if we're talking about a single quarterback league, and I've been looking at this, you know, back and forth with DraftKings too. So that's where my decision-making has gone with these two players. But if we're in a redraft league, I'm probably playing Cousins. But Carolina is very good on defense. They do allow points. Um, and it looks like Jefferson is going to play. Cook is going to play. So with Cook is means good things for uh, Kirk Cousins. And on the opposite side, no Christian McCaffrey for Sam Darnold. So if you look at it that way, who's really more th prone to throw some picks? It's probably going to be Darnold. Berm, what do you think? 
I'm going to give the slight lean to, to Darnold here just because of this uh, newly discovered ability of his uh, that we've just found out that he can actually run the ball pretty well. Um, NFL but, rushing touchdown leader? Yeah, uh, yeah apparently. That's, that's bananas. <laughs> um, and uh, like Steve mentioned, the Panthers defense has been actually surprisingly good. Um, if you're going to roll with one of these guys, I'll give the lean to, to Sam Darnold. But it really is kind of a coin flip to, you know, if – you know, Kirk Cousins gets uh, a couple of easy uh, throws to Jefferson uh, in the end zone, then that could be the difference. Yeah, it feels like, you know, uh, he has that baseline more so with uh, Cook. Um, Carolina blitzes more than any other team, and uh, Kirk Cousins uh, sees pressure on about 26% of snaps, which is up there for uh, quarterbacks. He doesn't take a lot of sacks, but, uh, you know, it, it just feels like if anyone's going to get to him, it, it could be Carolina. It feels like a weird maybe defensive game, uh, but I, I think I would I would go Cousins because of the safety net and with maybe some upside there with Cook back. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Ryan, do you have a lean one way or the other on this? Yeah, it, I, I think I'm contractually obligated to say Sam Darnold. I've been beating <laughs> this drum all season long, and I think my followers would come after me if I didn't stick to my guns here. But no, it, it's Darnold for me. But Steve, you hit something I really wanted to hit. Is This feels like the game that a lot of people might think could end up high scoring that disappoints this week. And I use disappoints loosely because it could be a good football game. But I don't know if all the points are going to be there, which is why both of these guys are outside of the top 15 for me. But if I'm choosing between either one, I would go Sam Darnold. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, tough, man. I I don't know. I think for me, like if I had Jefferson or Thielen on a team, I would probably lean Cousins. But, you know, if I had DJ Moore or, you know, one of the other Panthers fast catchers, something like that, um, you know, I'd probably lean Darnold. So um, that's, this is definitely a tough call for sure, fellas. Um, well, we'll go ahead and we'll move on to our Thrive segment here. I'm uh, going to condense it a little bit this week because it's just not fair for us to hand out all the winning picks every week. So <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and talk about kind of our favorite picks. And uh, again, if you guys are not familiar with Thrive, uh, I want to invite you guys to come prop up with us on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Again, you can go download the app or visit thrivefantasy.com. Uh, it is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. And with Thrive, you can basically just focus on the important picks. They always have 20 that you can pick from. You choose 10 of the 20 props and you build your pick set or your lineup. And each pick is assigned a value or, uh, you know, points essentially, just like a, a book is going to assign you odds. So, you know, you hit the most props, you rack up the most points, and you win a share of the prize pool, just like in DFS. Um, just an absolute ton of, of prizes, again, out there in week six to be had. And again, you can go ahead and use promo code HOTTAKE. When you sign up today, you'll receive 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. So go ahead and download the Thrive Fantasy app or visit thrivefantasy.com sign up and prop up with us today and fellas week six steve i'm going to throw it to you first because i know you wanted to talk about our boy joe mixon we're looking at a joe mixon rushing prop of 61 and a half rushing yards the over is getting 110 points the under 90 what way are you leaning on this yeah, I, I want to feel great about Joe Mixon this week. And it's so hard because, you know, we had an affinity for Joe Mixon for a long time, you and I, Josh. And, you know, this is probably the first time I'm feeling good about Joe Mixon again. 
I think there's a lot of reasons to feel wrong about them. But it's well, they're great. playing the Lions for one. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it still holds true this year. You start your running backs against the Lions. 61.5 is a soft total to get those 110 points. Um, no Samaj P. Ryan. I'm not saying that should affect anything, but it sounds like he's going to get a full work- workload. And besides last week, uh, Joe Mixon has seen at least 89% or 79% of snaps. So I, I think he's going to be around that 75 to 80% snap count. Um, yeah, it's all systems go for Joe Mixon's and 61.5 is a soft total. Yeah, and then I'm gonna um I'm gonna ask Ryan's opinion on each one of our favorite picks here. We're each gonna throw about three of our favorite props for this week out there. So you're you're almost gonna get like a whole lineup. You're saying we're building a whole lineup at that point. <laughs> we're getting da- we're getting damn yeah. close. Pay attention, friend. you know, just listen to Dan, listen to Josh. They both win. They get nine out of ten or ten out of ten on these. Berm got 10 out of 10, Dr. Berman. Which is awesome. Amazing, and just takes it down. So, I mean, unreal stuff here. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, this is, this is the way of life now. And now that we're, 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 just, we're just going out and thrive. So, uh, But, Ryan, you were talking to 61 and a half. You know, I, this is the Lions. I mean, I was gonna say, it's like it's... the worst defense. When I, when I go through the main slate every week, I break my, my props down into love, meh, and hate. So I do my <laughs> prediction and I try to figure it out. And obviously I throw all my loves into a lineup. Mixon was one of my first ones to go into the love column this yep. week. So yep. yes. the bears allow 112 to running backs Four running backs have beaten that mark already. Obviously there's the injury scares, but like Steve said, no Samaji P Ryan more than likely. And they were already talking about a full workload for Mixon last week. So hearing it again, two weeks in a row, I think it's more likely to happen, but let's be honest. 61 and a half against the Lions. He probably only needs a half, not a full workload to do that. So I think it's very possible. Yeah. I think this is a smash smash over 110 points pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, definitely dig it. Berm, let's, uh, let's pick one out of a hat here that you like my friend, which, uh, which player prop do you like? Uh, I get to choose. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I know, I know you, there's a couple, a couple quarterback props that you're a fan of. Yeah, uh, so the first one that stood out to me is the, so far this year, unders on interceptions have been pretty kind uh, yeah. to people choosing the unders for those. And for Carson Wentz, the uh, the over-unders, uh, basically one interception, is he going to throw an interception or not? And mm-hmm. I'll take the points there, because you get a lot, of, a lot of points there if you go for the under. My, my, my thinking here is if I'm... The, if I'm the Indianapolis Colts, I am having Carson Wentz throw down the field maybe like three times all game, and that's <laughs> that's it. I'm limiting how much he's going to throw and just having it be uh, a running day, um, which yes. is probably all they're going to need to do against Houston. So I think oh, this weird. is going to be the opportunity there for bad throws and picks. Weird, because uh, there's also a Jonathan Taylor prop as well, yeah? Exactly, and that uh, that would be my second lean. Um, also in that game, Jonathan Taylor scoring a rushing touchdown. I think it's going to be a heavy run day for the Colts, and I'll, I'll give the points for that one and take the correlation with the under for Carson Wentz there. Yeah, the uh, the difference again, seventy five points if Wentz does throw an interception, one hundred and twenty five if he does not. So again. Uh, Berm sizing this one up. I, I am on board with that one. And then the uh, Jonathan Taylor 
uh, fantasy feast could very yeah. well be a thing. I mean, it's so exciting. Uh, Hazel uh, is just all, all about it right <laughs> now. She's, she just wants to talk about it and I can't blame her. Um, She's super excited. For me I, I, I mean, it's tough. It's, there's a lot of injuries, Hazel, we know, but I mean, she's, she's confident as hell and I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's but our, JT, she's our resident uh, injury expert, actually. When, when she shakes her <laughs> collar, that means, that means no one's going to get injured. It's <laughs> Perfect. Well, we, we need a week like that. So that's yeah. totally fine. <laughs> but uh, sure. Taylor looking at 85 points if he does get in the box and uh, 115 if he does not. Um, I thought that, I thought that, those were good picks by you guys. Um, I'm definitely on board with all these so far. So if you guys are paying attention, uh, these might be these might be some good ones. Uh, Ryan, yeah, what do you Carson think about Wentz, those Colts props? The Carson Wentz Jonathan Taylor uh, combo there is that's such a Doctor Berm special right there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the slight correlations, as small as they might be. I say I love the JT prop. So um, the Wentz, I will say, I had him throwing a pick. I'm kind of leaning on the fact that Houston has been bad every week and they're still averaging one takeaway a game, one interception a game. So, but it's in my hate column. So it's not one I would have ever fit <laughs> onto my, my book whatsoever. So if you guys are saying it'll happen, you're, you're, you've been more right than I have. It was one I was never going to touch to begin with. Um, I just don't trust Wentz though. He has only thrown one pick this season, but the JT scoring a touchdown, it's only 85 points, but it's an easy 85 points. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that 50 point difference is huge when it comes to the, uh, to the Wentz. Yeah. Prop. It's enormous. Could be, could be a big deciding factor. Um, a couple that I like both in that chargers Ravens game that you were talking about earlier, Steve, um, you know, we talked about last week. We thought that the Chargers, by the way, Thrive Fantasy, official sponsor of the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, we really thought that the Chargers and Browns game last week was just going to be, you know, I'll bet the under and, you know, it's going to be yeah. like this big defensive battle. Oops. And don't get, me, <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. These these two teams do have good offense or two, uh, two good defenses. Um, yeah, you could argue the same about, you know, the Chargers and Ravens. But I think this is, this could be another shootout. I mean, Steve also mentioned how explosive the Ravens offense have been. And it's not just like Lamar taking off. I mean, Lamar is, you know, he's using the cannon, you know, like 400 and some yards and four tuds last week, yeah. just in an awesome comeback, just, just ridiculous. And so you're, so you're looking at, you know, Lamar with an over under of 292 and a half total yards, not just one or the other passing and receiving. Um, I, I'm taking the over and I, it's not particularly close. There's also a slight point plump. You get that 105 compared to the 95. Um, and for that same reason that I do like the game as a shootout, talking Austin Eckler over 99 and a half total yards. Uh, I definitely think he gets there between, you know, his work on the ground, which he's been getting a lot more, you know, yeah. work, workhorse type role. Um, you know, Brandon Staley and the guys know that, you know, we don't have to run it to be successful, but they are taking it when it is there. Uh, just like they are letting other teams run on defense um, when they, uh, when they don't have the ball. So that one's an even up a uh, hundred on each side for the over and the under again, I'm taking the over because I do like the way that uh, I think this game's going to turn into uh, some, could be some fireworks pretty quickly. Ryan, what do you think about that? 
two of my absolute favorites this week, and you're on the right side of both of them. I don't understand how the Lamar Jackson one is paying points. I'm guessing <laughs> it's the Chargers defense has only allowed about 241 total to quarterbacks this season on average, but two QBs have already hit that 292 total. And as you brought up, Lamar Jackson has smashed it in every game in my own projections i have him at 333 yards so 40 over this like it's it's an easy over and it's basically the same with eckler um baltimore's allowing 148 total yards to running backs this season and they're not involving their backups much at all um the two running backs who have hit that mark the 99 total basically are DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler plays a very similar role in that offense to those guys. And Eckler's hit this number in each of his last four games. So smash over for a hundred points. Yeah. I like your point about Lamar. Uh, he could, he could fall right. He could fall under that mark of like two forty ish, two thirty ish on the passing yards. But the way that the chargers allow exactly. people to run the ball, I think he could get loose on the ground. And next thing you know, he's got like 70, 80 yards on the ground and you're yep. easily. That's the cooked. one thing he brings to the table yep. that the chargers haven't really faced yet. So right. exactly. So with this being a unique matchup again, sneaky shootout, well, not sneaky shootout potential. We saw what happened last week. Yeah, that's another sweet. game. <laughs> yeah. Another game. Not, not so sneaky. I've already bet the over everybody's hammering the over on this football team chiefs game. And Steve, I know you, Speaking of that game, you really like uh sounds like the Tyreek prop on that. And this week, uh, they've been doing this, to, they've been doing this a lot to us on the on the receptions props for for Tyreek. Right. If this was like a yardage total, um, you know, I'm always more inclined with Tyreek to smash the over. Uh, but we have eight and a half receptions. Um, pr- pretty robust total there. We're getting 115 points for the over because of that, and 85 for the under. But you like the over, do you not? I do. And just like with the uh, Baker prop here with the uh, 2.5 touchdowns and interception, I think a lot of people will go over. I'm going under. Same thing here. I think people are going to stay away from this one. Um, But I think the implied point total, what I think the Chiefs are just going to explode this week. Washington has been so bad on defense. They're not getting to the quarterback. They can't guard anybody in the secondary. Um, And the Chiefs coming off a loss, you know, they're liable to put up 25 points in the first half. That, yeah. you know, I, I, I think that, and then, you know, I think that we'll see a lot of like a, a Jalen Hurts like effort from Taylor Heineke in the second half. And um, yeah. so there's going to be a lot of points to be had in this game all around. I love it for, you know, a, a DFS stack. Um, so I think that people think, are, you know, Tyreek's going to be injured. He's going to be used as a decoy. This is just a chance to, you know, deviate from the majority that's going to smash the under, I think, and just take like an easy point. But if you're one of the few with the over there, I think it separates yourself and it gives you a nice uh, point total there. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Ryan, what do you think about this prop? Steve hit it on the head for me. It's one I'm looking to avoid. Um, In my projections, it came in as the under. I had him at about seven catches. What's interesting to me is as bad as Washington is, they're only giving up 15 receptions to the wide receiver per game. And that's low. Yeah, it's lower than I really expected it to be, especially for his over-under being as high as it is. My biggest worry with anything with receptions with Tyreek or Travis Kelsey is you beat the Chiefs one way. You have to stop one of them. 
and we don't know going into the game who they're going to choose to stop. And if they decide to high-low, double-cover Tyreek every play, it's going to be a McCole Hardman, it's going to be a Travis Kelsey game, and and Tyreek's not going to hit that. We've seen him have two reception games. He's actually only hit this number twice this season out of five games, so it's really give or take. I can see either side of it. I would prefer the under, but it's one that I will not fit into my lineup. It's one that might be fun for in the case of emergency pick. So. Oh, yeah. there you go. And I, that's I like that an call option. in the case of emergency pick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I like that take. I like that take, Ryan. I same thoughts. I'm probably gonna avoid this for the most part. It's I think I mean I would I would lean towards the under, but I do think that they're gonna put up points and there's definitely a possibility of a really high scoring game here. I definitely uh, agree I, with avoiding this prop in general, by the way. And I, I think it was just kind of like a discussion of that, you know play it because you think that it, if it does hit you're going to be one of the few to, to get it if you think that the game script or the story plays out into a high scoring game yeah oh yeah That's this it. could be like a 500 yard game from Mahomes. like that wouldn't even surprise me in the least no. but uh but yeah i mean so far I've, I've done two pick sets i have not put this tyreek prop in either one so we're we're uh, on the same page, fellas. But, uh, Berm, going uh, going back to you, you already gave us a QB and a running back prop, and I think there's a couple other ones you like, um, specifically the uh, Carr. We're looking at David Carr, two hundred. Derek Carr. Uh, <laughs> yeah, David two, Carr. I'm going to take the under. All yeah, smash the under. <laughs> uh, two, we're looking at 283 and a half passing yards, um, and it's pretty even up. It's overs of 105, and the under is 95. Uh, I don't know if I like this getting up for the new coach spot. I'm not sure how much there's going to be a Rich Basaccia effect in in Vegas. Um, you know, I, I just I don't think it's going to be a big uh, a big deal. But where do you lean on the car prop? I'm definitely leaning uh, towards the under. Um, again, throw, throw out all those narratives. Like, that's that's garbage, especially <laughs> for this one here. Like, don't listen to any of that. I think uh, Carr has been uh, a little bit exposed the past couple of weeks. He started out super hot. He was just exceeding expectations. I think anyone would have reasonably expected that this regression was going to happen. I think we're seeing more of what, you know, Derek Carr actually is these past two weeks. And I think that Denver's defense is more than solid enough to hold him under 280 passing yards. And I think it's a relatively low scoring game. So give me the under. Nice. Ryan, where are you sitting on this one? 100% agree again. Um, Denver only allows 222 yards to quarterbacks on average. Only one quarterback has actually hit this mark against them this season. While Carr has hit the mark three times, um, Dan said it best. He's starting to show his true self. He's missed it in each of his last two games. So, yeah, if, if it's the under. Yeah, that Denver secondary is stingy, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Denver, Melvin Gordon. Uh, might not even play. I don't know. I haven't seen the latest of the latest injury updates, but anytime dudes are banged up and they're questionable this late in the week and they're logging limited practices on like a Friday, um, I'm just going to go ahead and take the under on that all day long. <laughs> this is a 51 and a half uh, rushing yardage prop. And I, something in me, fellas, is telling me that this is Javante Williams breakout week. So you put those two together. 
and you get yourself an under. So <laughs> that's uh, it's even points. It's a hundred both ways. But again, I like the under Ryan. What, uh, what way are you leaning on this? Yeah. And it's so crazy. And I'm, I'm sure they pick these things the way they pick them for a reason. Las Vegas allows 103 yards to running backs every game. So if you split that in half, you can <laughs> right around that 52 number. Yeah. But again, I'm a Javonta Williams truther. I think eventually he takes that backfield over to begin with. My brother. And there you go. And and I think it could be something that we see happen this week. Um, it's interesting because five running backs have actually hit that number. But then if you look, two of them have been in the same game, which would lend itself to this game. It's such a hard one. It's one I'm not as confident in. I would probably leave it off. But you hit the perfect point in that he's hurt. And why lean on him when you have this younger running back? So this could be the week where we finally see that 50-50 split break 60-40 or 70-30. And if it does, it's going to be Williams who hits this mark and not Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and I mean, nine times out of ten, you know, Dr. Berm and and Professor, no. I mean, if we're talking even Steven, I'm probably going to take the under. So, you know, that's that's where we're at right here. And uh, last but not least, Berm, uh, I know you wanted to talk about this Najee prop here. We're looking at 80 and a half total yards. I mean, I don't know, dude. This We've seen him get it done minimally on the ground. I've been making some money off of his rushing yardage unders uh, doing props here, you know, through the books individually. But uh, passing-wise, we've seen him be super productive in the passing game at times. Uh, we're talking 90 points for the over, which is probably why it's weighted as such. And 110 for the under, but uh, what what do you think here for week six for Thanaji? Yeah, I'm leaning towards uh, the over here. Um, it's uh, it's just too low of a number here to go against. He's definitely a top three, probably top two running back this week. I, I think he's really just starting to become what the Steelers wanted him to be as far as a running back. He's becoming their offense. I think Ben is going to rely on him more and more as that dump off option. Uh, I, I feel like um, as long as the Steelers, they play competent football this week, I think Najee goes over and I'm willing to give the 10 points there. Um, just uh, because we're confident enough. In, so in let's talk philosophy number. because my thinking was I would avoid this because I know it's an over. So you're take you're taking the points and you're confident that just getting the, the sure thing there is going to kind of cash. Uh, if you are including at least uh, a few underdogs, then yeah, you can put in, you can give that 10 points for, for a few uh, of your picks, as long as it's, as long as you're taking uh, some of the, the less likely outcomes. Like if you pair that with, let's say, uh, uh, let's see. Um, Tyreek over. Yeah, the Tyreek over, for for example, or the Carson Wentz on there. I say the Wentz. Right. Yeah. If, you, if yeah. you have both of those and those two hit, you can easily get away with a 90-pointer in your lineup. For sure. Yeah, tip, typically on this main slate, and uh, Ryan, I'll get your thoughts on the Najee prop, but typically on the main slate, like the Sunday, not not so much showdowns, but the you know these Sunday contests, um, you, you, you kind of want to put pick sets out there that are going to give you a four digit point total. If everything goes right. Um, I think you're really doing yourself a disservice if you're only getting 980, 920 points total or possible, you know, that's, it's really tough to, to put yourself at the top of the leaderboard if you're not taking some risks with some of those higher point totals. But, um, 
Ryan, where are you sitting on the Najee prop? I mean, again, you guys have hit it exactly. It's a smash over, in my opinion. In my projections, I had him at 99 yards. 80 is absolutely nothing. He's hit it in each of his last four games. Um, I think I had him, like I said, at 107 or 108 in my projections, and the Seahawks are giving up 106 total per game to the running back, and the Steelers are involving zero other running backs, and you know Big Ben isn't rushing for any of those yards. So it's all Najee. Yeah, it's all Najee all the time, but that's the it's whether or not your lineup is built to sustain chalk. If you're putting a couple of those underdogs that you think is going to hit, a 90-point chalk is nice. At least it's not a 75-point chalk. But if you're yeah. playing around 90 to 100 all game long, you might win your money back, but that's not fun. <laughs> so. Right, right. You know, and just to kind of take this one step further uh, before we wrap up the show, you know, you have two overs, one avoid, and I'm using both. I'm using this as an over on my ice picks for both of my sets I've done so far. Go. So, so we're all kind of on the same page here with having it kind of be a borderline bottom of the pick sheet. Um, so I do like where we're going there, fellas. But uh, Professor, I'm going to throw it to you for any final thoughts before we get out of here. Yeah, I think that the last kind of point there at the end, I love, um, you know, I sometimes want to be contrarian and get the picks that people aren't necessarily going to be the majority on. But I mean, just getting the short thing with a few of these and then pairing those with a couple of the ones that you think aren't going to be majority. I, mean, I think that it's great for philosophy when you're building these Thrive lineups. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely want to echo those sentiments. Uh, Dr. Berm, any final thoughts? Uh, best of luck to everyone. Uh, enjoy the picks. Hopefully we end up uh, more right than we were uh, wrong. And uh, You're right. Uh, he already knows. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll keep see. this we'll streak see. going. Got to keep the streak going. Uh, Ryan, can't thank you enough for being so generous with your time and coming on the show this week, my friend. Can you remind everyone where they can find you and what you're working on? Yeah, uh, so you can find everything I do on basically on my Twitter page at the Fantasy Five. Um, I am with FootballGuys.com right now. I'm actually not doing any weekly articles or anything. I was I was the last man brought in, low man on the totem pole, if you will. So I, I participate in the weekly roundtable. I like to call that the mercenary role. Yeah, exactly. So I, I help where they need help. Um, I like it. And then I do I do a lot of the editing and everything over at Club Fantasy. So you can find our podcast. One other cool fr- thrive thing I wanted to throw out because my co-hosts weren't even fully aware of it. So just to educate your viewers i'm sure you guys are aware thrive also has a very cool prop lobby where you can almost parlay different props each week and if you hit if you pick two and they both hit it's three times your money if you pick three it's six times your money if you pick four and they all hit it's 11 times your money i actually put out a weekly video every saturday giving you my top five on those where you can mix and match and i've done quite well with that over the last few weeks as well so that's another way to make money off of thrive and what i love about it is we're not even competing against each other. We can straight up make the same picks yes. and just take all of Thrive's money if we do it that way. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes, the the peer the peer to peer is always fun, but uh, you know when there's really no competition, uh, and, hey, just take the money. That's yep. what I, that's what I'm talking about. So make sure you guys are checking that out, Ryan. Again, appreciate you coming on the show. So for Ryan Weiss at the Fantasy Five on Twitter, for Stephen Taroni at FF Professor ST3 on Twitter for Dr. Dan Berman at Peace by Inches on Twitter and for myself, Josh Daly72 on Twitter. This has been the hot take.